Welcome to the All About You podcast. My name is Sheila and I am your host. In this podcast, I invite everyday people to tell their stories of their travels, passions and what makes them happy. So if you have a story to tell, please contact me on allaboutyoupodcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story. So now for today's conversation. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. This time of year can be very stressful for so many reasons. So I wanted to invite Kate Greenslade back, who is a mindfulness coach, to help us navigate our way during this time. So Kate, welcome back. Thanks, Sheila. It's so lovely to be back and here and talking about all things mindful, particularly with the holidays coming up. Lots of things on our mind, I imagine. Yeah, I I think Christmas is always a stressful time anyway. And I think one of the things that always comes up is our expectation. We want to have the perfect food, the perfect gifts, the perfect home, the perfect everything for everybody. We are setting ourselves up for a lot of failure, disappointment and stress. So, Kate, where do we start navigating a calm Christmas? (laughs) The big question, (laughs) calm Christmas. Well, it's funny enough, the expectation, letting go of expectation was the first thing on my list as well. Um, It's the first thing that came up. It's the biggest thing. It covers, as you said, every element, every aspect of Christmas. And I think partly that definitely comes from us, but there's so much external pressure, you know, the advertising and just the fact that, you know, Christmas has got this big momentum and, uh, you know, you're supposed to be this and you're supposed to do that. But also we feel like, okay, so this is a one one-off kind of uh, opportunity to to do all this in the year so it's got to be the best like you said the best food Um, our gifts have got to be perfect and then on top of that we've got to show up with our best selves jolly fun relaxed uh, you know the perfect chef as well and so of course that is utterly overwhelming not to mention completely unattainable, of course, you know, which is why people have interesting Christmases, let's say, uh, with, you know, heated, difficult conversations and people wanting to just sort of escape the house and um, all the rest of it. So I suppose, yeah, let's let's talk about some of these, some of the areas that we really find particularly difficult and what we can do about them at the moment with COVID. This is very topical. So perhaps we should start with with some expectations that have perhaps been impacted by COVID. So we were talking just before we started recording there about how, you know, your plans might've changed. Ours certainly have, we're not going back to the UK anymore. Um, And so maybe some of the things around that, so we can feel uh, guilt that we're not with other family members or friends or not just with them, but maybe supporting them and helping them. We also might feel that sort of FOMO a little bit, you know, if we have got lots of friends or family in another country that we're not not going to be uh, sharing that with and feeling lonely and feeling out of it. So, yeah, I suppose those are the two main areas. And I guess one of the mindful approaches to that, 
I mean, it sounds simple. I realise a lot of this stuff today is going to sound simple, but it's not necessarily easy to achieve. This is where the sort of regular practice comes in. But essentially, it's noticing these difficult thoughts, feelings that we're having and essentially choosing to let them go. Because it's really no, about noticing the sort of journey that they're taking. They let, they take on a life of their own. So we might have start off by having some thoughts about, okay, I'm making a sensible decision not to, to travel this Christmas. Um, okay, so what's the impact of that? And then we might start thinking, oh, God, but what about so-and-so? They're going to really be disappointed or someone's going to be really angry or hurt. Um, and then we start continuing that story and we'll layer that up and then the more we think about it the worse it gets and then suddenly we're feeling awful so it's really catching that journey as soon as we can as early as we can and choosing okay I'm going to let this go for my own mental well-being there's no good in going down the path that I'm about to go down I think it's a very interesting point because one thing I do remember from last year because basically last year Christmas was cancelled. And I remember having conversations with so many people saying, actually, we are quite relieved. We are going to stay at home with the family, lock the door, and literally just us. And there was this huge sense of we're not travelling. We're not going to be you know, staying in other people's houses, which alone can be stressful or with hotels. And I think once people said, okay, let's just do a Christmas with us. If we want to stay in our pyjamas all day, that's fine. And the pressure seemed to just fall away from people because we are staying at home, we're not going anywhere, and most people were doing exactly the same thing. Mm, yeah I, and what's really interesting about that is that obviously some of that the decision is taken out of our hands so there's some responsibility uh that isn't ours I think with that and so it's kind of like oh thank thank goodness we don't almost have to cancel Christmas you know it's not like us cancelling Christmas it's kind of like okay we're doing the sensible thing but I think there's so many brilliant lessons to learn from that from last year to bring to this year to really consider, like, even if you can travel or, you know, all your friends and family are, uh, are where you are, if that's, if you're lucky enough to have that, what do you, what lessons do you want to take from last year? How mindful do you want to be about the time that you spend, you know, usually off work for quite a lot of people, with people, with loved ones that maybe you don't see very much? I suppose how you want to show up is the main thing. What do you want out of this time? Do you just need some rest? Do you actually need no plans and and really honour that, honour yourself? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the more we can reflect on our past experiences and and really spend that time, like we don't give ourselves enough time to think about our life, think about what's been. And I know mindfulness is about living in the moment, but there's still value in, you know, looking back to see what's worked, what's not worked. Okay, what do I want less of or more of? I mean, for me, every year I sort of plan Christmas. It's generally me and my husband, but I still sort of, what are we going to eat? You know, what do we want to do? Any films? Do we want to go anywhere? And I always sit back after Christmas and say, okay, what worked? What didn't work? What am I going to change for next year? It's almost having a debrief after the event. So when I look this year, I thought, Okay, I planned too many meals. We didn't eat half the stuff we, we we planned to eat. So right, 
this year I'm going to cut it back by 50%. That makes life a bit easier. I mean, I know it's just me and my husband. We haven't got children. We haven't got relatives here. Just having that debrief on the practical side of things really works. But as you say, having a debrief on what worked for me last year, was I happy, you know, having a line in the mornings and moving the day back a few hours or did I want to get out every day and we made the effort just to go for a half hour walk around the neighborhood. And it's having a debrief on how you felt last year. Yeah, I love that tip uh, about the the sort of Christmas debrief uh, on a practical basis as well. Like just, I mean, you you know, you mentioned about the sort of food waste. I do that too. It's awful, isn't it? And then you kind of, then that also feeds into sort of feeling guilty. And then, you know, so that's a, yeah, that's a really great tip. It's a bit like that when you go on holiday and then you you pack an enormous suitcase and don't use half of it. (laughs) Absolutely. Which we all do, right? Yeah, I mean, that that sort of the debrief of your emotions as well. How how did you feel and what certain activities or or I think just the sort of approach of the holidays, how did that make you feel? And if that wasn't, you know, if you're not jumping up and down with joy for that, what do you need to attend to? What do you need to really think about? To, to alter and it can just be a small thing I mean you mentioned going out for walks like being in, being in nature is such an incredible kind of healer you know it just rejuvenates our soul it just does and um so even just sort of making time for a few a few just kind of strolls in nature or whatever it is that, that you like doing to break up that holiday time yeah wonderful you know we've had Christmas on the tv for months And I was reading an article the other day and it was talking about what is your perfect Christmas? Even if we just sit there with a cup of coffee and just sort of write a load of words and feelings down, what would be your perfect Christmas? Are you somebody who wants to go out and paint the town red? Are you somebody who wants to be with all the family around you? Sort of think of your perfect Christmas and then think, okay, How can I translate that into this year with the limitations we've got? Maybe you're not going to be with family, but okay, I can't be with family, but have I sort of organized who I'm going to speak to with the Skype calls or or FaceTime and things? And have I made a list of, of films I'd like to watch over Christmas? So I have a bit of a plan as in my perfect Christmas would be going to see a Christmas show. Okay, can't really do that. But let's have a look at the films that are available on YouTube or on Netflix, for example. So it's almost you're creating your alternative perfect Christmas, but within the parameters that are available to us at the time. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the things that helps that as well is to, when you've thought about, okay, yeah, I like to go and see a show, let's for, for example, um, and if that's not available, really consider what it is about that that you do enjoy, because it might be that you can think of some other things that are nothing like big going to a show, but it still gives you that, okay, it's a sort of sense of 
something special or, or diff, doing something different or it might be with a larger group of people or you know whatever it is so there's there's often if we can really get creative when there's limitations and then we can end up sort of doing new things and thinking oh my gosh that's actually I actually prefer that than going to a show you know for example but actually you picked up on a really a really great point as well because obviously we can spend some time designing our best Christmas or, you know, what we want to do and what we don't want to do uh, just as importantly through the holidays. But there will be a certain amount of things that are still uncertain and things that are out of our control. So to have an awareness of how we're going to approach uncertainty, how we're going to receive things that we haven't planned for, you know, I don't know, someone turns up and you haven't invited them to a party or whatever and you don't particularly like them or you know you go out and actually your restaurant booking what hadn't gone through properly you don't have a table you've got to go somewhere else I mean these seem these seem like maybe small things but they can get us quite stressed and it can impact our evening or our day well one thing is that we can be too fixed on an outcome so we can be thinking okay we want to do this this is how it's going to be and that's going to be great uh, and to deviate from that plan is like a bit of a disaster. So to be a bit more open-minded with, okay, well, we'll see what also comes up and be a little bit kind of curious about that rather than judging straight away. Oh no, this is what I, I didn't want this. And because obviously, you know, we can't control everything, <laughs> unfortunately. I, I keep coming back to this word expectation. This, I think, is the problem, expecting everything to go according to plan, as you've just talked about, expecting everybody to be on their best behaviour, everybody to be kind to each other. I mean, I think Christmas at the best of time is you put a lot of people together, throwing lots of food, throwing alcohol, and you're just waiting for the explosion. And we can think, well, actually... Hopefully that's not going to happen this year because it's just me and my family or we've taken it down. You know, we're doing 50 percent of what we would normally do. So I think it's checking in with yourself and saying we are in uncertain times. Things are not going to go according to plan. Instead of having a bit of a wobbly about it, just think, OK, let's just roll with it at the moment and breathe. Yes, that key one. Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that's the first thing. Whenever there's some stress, our breathing just goes crazy and that it just runs away with itself. We start to feel angry, we're tense, our blood pressure goes up. Expectation, let that go and do more of the breathing. I think kind of keeping it simple, you know, with when we when we can notice our, ourselves being triggered by something or someone something that someone said or done and or whatever that's going on you know it's it's really about being aware of that and noticing it and then kind of stepping back from it a little bit observing it so like oh i noticed i started getting really annoyed with the dog because they're barking and i kind of just wanted a peaceful time with my coffee or whatever it is you know and your things are getting a bit chaotic kids are running around or you know whatever's going on and it's about if you can notice what's going on for yourself, allowing it a little bit like that sort of letting go of expectation. We can kind of let go of, of the sort of frustration that we're feeling um, and sort of make a decision. We can decide, OK, well, do I want to feel 
annoyed and continue feeling frustrated and uh, judging whatever's going on or do I want to just let that go and keep my mind open and, and curious for opportunities to sort of connect with people or do something different or notice something new that perhaps we haven't noticed like there's there's so many opportunities just through our day and generally not just in the holidays but possibly more in the holidays if we're seeing more people to to have those moments of connection and that is what life is all about right I mean that those are the things that we remember and cherish and so how we can do that more effectively is to be in the present moment more I think one of the things as well is we all got pretty creative when we were in the lockdown. We started picking up musical instruments. We got out our colouring pencils and our paintbrushes and things. And I just think maybe because we probably are going to be a bit more home-based this year, maybe we should turn it round to say, okay, well, maybe I'll try and spend half an hour every day over the, the free time you have. I'm just going to sit down and, and maybe get out a pen and your colouring pencils or a table game or a board game or, or something like that. And even with your family, switch off the TV because obviously technology can be quite stressful. Put some music on the radio, sit around the table and, and you know, have a good old board game or you know, one of the old charade type things because you're still connecting because it's very easy to sit in front of the TV, I think. And even when you have friends round, you know, after you've had a big meal, everyone collapses in the chair and watches the latest film or soap on the TV and then the quality street comes out sort of thing. Maybe bring out the board games and all the bits and pieces that we've already got in our homes and and, and use that as a, a, a family connecting idea. Yeah, that's lovely. And I wonder, though, I think it's almost sort of preparing for maybe some resistances with that. So, again, this is something that we can prepare from a mind, mindfulness perspective. Of course, that's all about living in the moment. But when we prepare our kind of emotional responses to things, we can find it's less stressful in the moment because we've got something in our back pocket ready to go. So in terms of things like technology, sort of reducing the amount of technology over the holidays, I mean, I love that idea. It's it's just brilliant. I think everyone would benefit from that. But there's, there's probably going to be some resistances, maybe from the kids, or, but actually everyone's on their phone, aren't they? Checking everything all the time. So kind of preparing for, if someone doesn't want to do that, to not let that, influence and impact the time you're going to have with the people that do want to do it and just be again be I'm coming going to come back to that letting go just let that go it's their experience too and if they don't want to then that's fine you know we can still there might be even just one person that wants to sit down and do some coloring after after some turkey and everyone else is in the lounge watching tv but that's that's also fine that's their choice because I think that can be quite difficult I think going back to that expectations of sort of creating this ideal situation, that might be ideal for you, but that might not be ideal for other people. Absolutely. I, I just sort of imagine dragging all the board games out of the loft, putting them in a pile in the living room, and you never know that they're there. So if people fancy having a game, so if you've got people with you a few might want to watch the film and another couple might just fancy having a game of chess or snap 
you know, we don't necessarily have to do everything all together all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have sort of different age groups, you've got the kids, you've got the parents, you might have uncles and aunties and grandparents. So Mm. you're trying to cater maybe for three generations. Not everyone's, you know, going to want to do the same thing. So it's this expectation, Kate. I think this is this is the number one word, isn't it? Expectation. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's something else that comes into that as well which is the expectation you have of yourself to make other people happy. So there's, you know, we can often feel like it's our responsibility for everyone to have a great time. I mean, obviously this goes on from what we were just saying, just kind of in general, it's like, okay, even if you're not hosting a party, whatever, over Christmas, you can still feel responsible for someone else's, yeah, happiness or level of enjoyment or whatever, and really, all you can do is set up the space for that and be, you know, be your true self, you know, be present. And the rest is up to them. You know, we can't ever know what someone is going through. Everyone's had, you know, a tough year, let's face it. You know, it's been difficult for a lot of people in, in lots of different ways. So to just be, I suppose, try and be comfortable with the sort of uncomfortable if there's going to be some people that haven't you know had a had a great time and they're not up for a big jolly up that's okay too it can be nice you can still have a nice kind of connection just by being with each other um you know you don't have to be doing the conga around the living room uh it's uh it's okay and I also think with Christmas we often sort of book ourselves in Monday we're doing this, Tuesday we're doing that, Wednesday we're doing something else. I think it's good to sort of try and plan a day when maybe there is nothing planned, there is nothing on the agenda, nobody's coming to you, you're not going anywhere. And and just enjoying that day to relax and, and take a break from it all. I mean, you know, building that one day that you leave clear just to be with you or, you know, in your home with your family. Give yourself a bit of a break. And then if you want to get back on the uh, the wagon and, and go full throttle the next day, then fine. But I think, you know, try and build, you know, one afternoon or, or one day if you can. Maybe take that long bath with a book. Maybe switch the TV off for the afternoon and just have a little nap or whatever, or get out into the countryside. I think building a bit of downtime is also very useful. Mm, it definitely is. And I think we might have talked about this in the last podcast about non-doing mm. and how important non-doing is. And we're so used to, even if, say we've got 20 minutes between things, you know, we've just back to back all the time, but we might have 20 minutes. The first thing we might do is pick up our phone and check our emails or do or go on social media or um and the urge or even if we just pick up a magazine the urge to do something is so high but actually the benefit to our well our physical and mental well-being to just sit there just you know get comfy on the sofa or whatever or outside and just sit and just breathe and I mean like you said earlier just be you know I know you said stuff after that but I would stop there just be take that time to just be because that's when we notice, okay, how we're, how we're really feeling, what's going on in our mind. Do we need a little check-in? Like, do we need to maybe kind of 
up the gratitude a bit or you know just have a little kind of check in with how we're talking to ourselves as well so it's oh, it's just it can't be overestimated how important non-doing is yeah even five ten minutes I think the other thing that you, we get every year for new year is as soon as Christmas is over it's new you new diet new exercise program we've all got to do this we've all got to do that and the expectation for that alone is next year I'm going to be a better person I'm going to go to the gym more I'm going to do 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 that comes right on top of Christmas and and that's just crazy because the message is you're not good enough as you are so next year you're going to make a plan to make yourself better and, and I think that right on top of Christmas is just sort of the icing on the cake that we don't want to eat. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my God, it really is. And it's so funny because I think it often seems like a really long way away sort of next year. It's like, OK, well, next year, yeah, I can do this all next year. But it's a day between <laughs> just one day it's December and the next day it's January. And I mean, I know that sounds like, you know, stating the obvious, but it can really feel like a just sort of creeps up and then suddenly it's here and then we're into the new year like you said oh where's your plan for for being better a better you well actually you're perfect as you are you know we are perfect as we are and it's good to keep an eye on our kind of personal growth you know whether that's um physical or mental emotional of course you know that's nice I think going back to that sort of the sort of non-doing giving ourselves a bit of space to really listen to ourselves um, be kind to ourselves be compassionate and really accept who we are actually the biggest change comes after we've accepted who we are in that moment strangely I mean I know for myself you know I ignore all this new you new year business I sort of have my goal setting and reflection period in September I work with the academic school year and for me it's much better because I don't feel there's the pressure with Christmas. And as soon as you've been the perfect hostess or host right now, because you're broken, you've got to have, you know, what's your game plan for next year? It's crazy. I think kindness to ourselves. We can organize things the best of our ability. But then there is a point where you've just got to say, okay, let's just see what happens. Probably not going to be perfect. There's going to be ups and downs. There'll be alternatives, a few things we need to negotiate, but be kind and, and breathe. Yeah. And that word perfection, oh, it's really damaging because perfection doesn't exist. It's just perception, actually. So, one of the things that we can mindfully do for ourselves is, yeah, back to that accepting accepting who we are but also just loving who we are at every stage you know if we look back throughout our life we've changed every everything and everybody changes it is part of life and um that can be that can be something that we celebrate rather than constantly kind of berating ourselves for this or not doing enough of that it's like well this is your life and you know we only have one short life (laughs) so to really be grateful for for what you have even if it's not what you want. I mean, somebody put an amazing post on Facebook the other day and it was talking about decorating the tree. 
They had decorated the tree with their children, with a lot of things the children had made over the years at school. The tree was not picture perfect. And my comment was, the tree is full of memories. It's not Instagram perfect. And I thought it was so interesting. The tree is full of memories because we've often all got ornaments that we've found over the years, we've been given over the years. We are not trying to create an Instagram tree. We are making a tree of memories. And I just thought that was brilliant. And you just build it over the years. And I think that's a bit like life, isn't it? We build our memories. They're not perfect. They're not always shiny. They're not always golden, but we build them over the year. They're memories for us, not what's on Instagram. Yeah, definitely. And and also that experience that they had, her, you know, the kids making the tree is also something to completely cherish. What a beautiful uh, experience they had together. So that's the things that are important. I think it's keeping the keeping your eye on what's really important. And I suppose if I was to sort of think of one thing to see you through the whole thing is just sort of love it all. Just love it all because it's all great and weird and wonderful in, in its weird and wonderful way, right? And I guess we can kind of be a bit stoic about it too and think, um, okay, well, what's the worst that's going to happen here? And how would I cope with that with a with a smile on my face? And if you can do that, then you can cope with anything. <laughs> And it's, it's often those moments where things do go wrong that are, are funny. You know, you forgot to turn the oven on when you put the turkey in. <laughs> you know, you've hidden the presents. So you've no idea where they're at. They are. You know, it's all these little things that happen. You might not have turkey for lunch, but you've still got all the other bits and pieces. So laugh at it. Laugh at it. Yeah. And everyone will remember that at Christmas. Absolutely, absolutely. And they'll be laughing for it for years afterwards. So, Kate, just to to wrap up this podcast, this special Christmas, trying to keep us all calm, any final words of advice then? Well, I think two things really is about noticing when you're holding too tightly onto expectation and you notice how that feels, just for what you were saying, breathe and just decide to let it go it's a decision I'm choosing to let this go and yeah love love and compassion all the way yeah so laugh when things go wrong love love when things go right and just just let go of expectation and perfection definitely well Kate can I wish you a very very happy Christmas to you and your family thank you you too Sheila it's been so cool talking Oh, it's been lovely. It's lovely. I mean, I think I'm ready to embrace Christmas now calmly. I love it. Happy Christmas, Kate. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the All About You podcast and I would like to wish you and your families a very, very happy Christmas and I look forward to bringing you more conversations on the All About You podcast.